Hey, it's Teddy, and this is Stuff I Learned Today. And, um, I have been mm, conscious of my aging memory for several years now. A lot of it having to do with the fact that, um, we were taking care of my mother-in-law who has Alzheimer's, and when you have those kinds of that decline in memory in your face every day and you're seeing what it's doing to her and stuff. Of course, it makes you a little bit fearful about your own memory, cognitive skills, um, those things. So um, I don't know if you're like me, but um, have you ever been embarrassed because you couldn't remember someone's name that like you've known forever and ever or worried when you go into the next room and then you forget why you went in there? Oh, uh, why am I in the kitchen? I can't remember. Um, I remember several years ago when we were in the grocery store and I said, just wait here at the end of the aisle. I'll run down and grab this one thing. I'll be back in a few seconds real quick. Then I got halfway down the aisle and I'm looking all around. I couldn't remember what I went down there for. And so, of course, I had to walk back to the cart and just very sheepishly ask, uh, what was it I was going to go grab down there? So um, that makes you feel really dumb. Um, or me anyway, it makes me feel dumb, but, um, what about when you completely forget what you're saying in the middle of a conversation, when your mind just goes completely blank and your words just kind of trail off because you can't exactly remember what your thought was and where you were going with it. <laughs> That's no fun. And, you know, of course that common frustration of losing track of your keys or forgetting appointments or directions or, um, things like that. Um, uh, it's like sometimes I'm going someplace that I haven't maybe haven't been to in a few months, but I've been there many, many times in my life. And I'm like, now, wait a minute, which street do I turn on? And it's, it's like, I should totally know these things. But um, I know that one of the things that does impact memory and cognitive function and all that kind of stuff is um, MSG. And yeah, you've probably heard of it um, in Chinese food and stuff. And what it does is it works to supposedly enhance flavor by exciting the nerve cells in your brain that, that are affected by taste. But sometimes with M well with MSG, there's this issue. It can often um, over-agitate some of your other brain cells, which creates problems for your memory, your cognition, your brain power. Um, now I personally have been trying to stay away from MSG for years because it can be a trigger for migraines. And I had had migraines for most of my adult life, um, until I went through menopause. Um, but, um, yeah, so I've pretty much been trying to stay away from MSG for years, but it's in like everything. It's like, it's in stuff that you wouldn't even think it would be in. Like just everyday snacks, like fast food and Doritos and, and canned soups. And, um, the problem is that because of labeling laws, they can call it almost anything they want to on the label and get away with it. And just check out this list. I found a list of some of these things that, um, um, supposedly MSG can be called these things. So you probably want to avoid foods that have these on the label because it's really MSG, not good for your mental function. But some of the things that, um, 
hydrolyzed vegetable protein, hydrolyzed protein, hydrolyzed plant protein, plant protein extract, sodium cassionate, calcium cassionate, yeast extract, textured protein, autolyzed yeast, hydrolyzed oat flour. Those are just some of the things that they call it in uh, on the labels. So here's a question for the food industry. If MSG is really okay for you and safe, why do you need to hide it? Why do you have to disguise it? It doesn't make any sense. Of course, it's really not safe. It is a memory murderer. That's what I call it, a memory murderer. So what you going to do? Well, what can you do? Of course, first thing, educate yourself. Then if you're feeling especially feisty, you can go get politically involved. But what I wanted to do first level is figure out how to supplement my body's fight against MSG, when, especially when it's in things I don't even know it's in, which is, of course, critical in the battle for my memory and brain health. And Now, let me just remind you, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. So do your own research. But here's what I do. This one's pretty easy peasy. It's actually vitamin B12. Vitamin B12 has been shown to counter counteract some of the effects of MSG by acting as kind of like a shield or a blockade for your brain cells. Now, this is according to what I've read. There is a caveat. You want to get the right kind of B12. Not just any old B12 will do, apparently, according to some of the things that I've read. I needed to look for the, there's only one form of B12, supposedly, that crosses the blood-brain barrier. It's a special form of B12 called methylcobalamin. And because of its chemical structure, it can go directly into my brain and help blockade against the effects of, of MSG and apparently some other tox toxic chemicals, too. And then, of course, you know, you've probably heard and seen that B vitamins, are supposed, B vitamins are supposed to be good for supporting your energy levels. Uh, so you might just notice you get a little extra juice in your jump or a little more gumption in your get-along, a little more thrive in your drive. Anyway, I wanted to get a little proactive for my health, so I found some of these sublingual B12 methylcobalamin um, tablets that sublingual just means they go under your tongue and they just kind of melt under your tongue. It's really easy to take. Now from some of the articles I read, the recommended daily dose for someone under the age of 50 in relatively good health is like 2.5 micrograms. And a lot of times someone can get the B12 needed from a healthy diet because it's in things like tuna and eggs and beef and it depends on your diet. You may or may not be getting enough and it also depends on how your body absorbs what you do take in. So for those with digestion issues and those over 50, which I am, um, our bodies have a harder time absorbing the B12 from the food. So I've been supplementing with this uh, sublingual B12 methylcobalamin version of B12. And I'm not really concerned with taking in too much B12 because I'm healthy. And vitamin B12 is water-soluble, so that means that the body gets rid of what it doesn't need. It just passes through in the urine. Now, if you're not a healthy person, if you have other issues, then, of course, you want to look into that a little bit more because there, there can be potential issues with getting too little or too much B12. Like, for example, when you're pregnant or if you have kidney disease 
or other kinds of digestive issues like Crohn's disease. So don't rely on what I say. Remember, I'm not a doctor. I'm just some kind of goofball on a podcast. So just be sure to do some of your own research. Um, but anyway, that's what I learned today. Um, MSG, bad. Anyway, give yourself a hug. Take care of yourself. Have a fabulously amazing journey. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.